0: That's how y'all doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, Buster? I'm excited for it today. we got our boy Nathan back uh, with us. And everybody, welcome to Lock, Southeast Texas Talks. We're a live webcast. Uh, We talk about applications, engineering, innovation. We are from Swagelok, Southeast Texas, located here in the Houston area. As always, I've got my fellow Bearded Brother and co-host here, Logan Boatwright. Logan, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great,
1: man. Doing great. Excited about the show today. As Buster said, we have uh, Nathan Perkins on with us again, and Nathan is our field service advisor. The last time we had Nathan on, he was talking more about field services in general, but today, we're going to get specific on hoses. So, hoses, they've been a really hot topic in our industry, and uh, I don't want to give too much away to what we're going to talk about. So, let's just go ahead and get right into it.
0: Yeah. So, Nathan, welcome back, my man. Hey, what's up? All good. Well, we, would, we already had you on the show, and we already got your backstory. You know how we found you on the front steps of the Swedgelog Distributor in a basket and we've just raised you from a child. So uh, we can skip past that one, right? (laughs) And today we're talking hose advisory services. Now, hoses kind of blew up, not in that sense, but all of a sudden it seemed like everybody, (laughs) yeah, bad word choice probably, but it seemed like everybody was talking about hoses. Uh, This is even in facilities, OEMs, downstream, it's been overlooked for a while. So, Nathan, what's causing this sudden urge and the, in the interest in hoses and people wanting a hose survey or anything like that?
2: What What's going on? Well, <clears throat> there's several things, actually. So uh, what we've learned is a lot of these plants, they're older plants, you know, these hoses were installed a long time ago, and these the hoses are reaching their uh, – their life expectancy, right? So it's, they're starting to fail, you know, they break down over time. Um, there is a, a life on a hose and and then they fail, and that's typically when, when we hear about it. Um, you know, there's there, a lot of stuff that goes along with that is, um, you know, there's not a lot of proper training on hoses out there, you know, um, putting in correct route paths and, and adding elbows when you need to. And so they wear and they break down even quicker and uh, they blow out. And when they blow out, we change it out again. You know, we're not fixing the situation. We're just repairing the situation with the same, same
0: issue. It's it's almost like a commodity item in a, that plants have seen it as where, Oh, that hose broke, put in a new hose. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We see that a lot. Yeah.
0: Not just put in a new hose, but put in that
1: hose that we have in stock in the storeroom, right?
2: Yeah, that, that happens a lot too. Is you know, a, lot of, a lot of customers can't recognize the difference between a PTFE hose and a metal core hose. So they're thinking that a braided hose is a metal hose, so they just grab whatever's in the warehouse you, you know, and, and install it right back into the wrong application.
0: We actually did a post on uh, our social media where we had two hoses we held up. One was PTFE and one was metal lined. And we asked people, can you, can you tell which hose is which? Can you tell I, mean, I would say 90% of the people
2: got it wrong. So well, if, and unless you've been trained on it, typically it's, it's then it just becomes a guess. Right. So it's a 50-50. Yeah.
0: It's like caps and plugs.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Nathan, what is a common misconception about hoses that that you see out there on a regular basis?
2: Um, Well, I would say that, uh, you know, like we just talked about, the metal versus PTFE, not knowing the right um, or recognizing the right hose. Uh, The other one is... You know one hose fits all applications, you know, kind of like we just talked about. We just grab what's outside of a inside the warehouse and put it right back into the system. Um, I think that a lot of our customers don't fully understand how to install hoses because there's not really a training behind it. Uh, it's something that Swagelock's offering now It's a class you know to proper install hoses and select the right hoses. Um, and the other one uh, I would say is a lot of our customers, they don't understand or they don't know how many hoses are in their facility. You know, we we kind of talked about it last time when I was on here about one of our customers that they just needed me to come out for a couple of days. They already knew how many hoses was in the site, brand new facilities, going to be 122 hoses. And um, we got out there and started, you know, mapping these hoses and collecting the data on them. And they ended up having... 400 almost 500 more hoses than what they expected you know and that a lot of that is on the pnids and a lot of those hoses don't show up on pnids because it's third-party equipment that is coming in there that they're having to connect um and that that was a brand new plant so in the older plants you know that's they use a hose sometimes they get their out of a bind. If a piece of tubing fails or pipe fails and they just need to get it back up and running, they just throw a hose in that application. And then they mean to get back around to it eventually. But what we've learned is it'll be out there for 15 years. And that's still in the same application when they should have changed it back out with tubing. I
1: think it started off as a aid, ends up being a temporarily permanent situation. Yeah. And and it may or may not have been installed correctly, and it's definitely not on a P&ID, right? So then you have this hose out there that's essentially permanent, but nobody knows yep. that it's in there except the guy that put it in.
2: And, then, and, and what's funny is, so we were out on site <coughs> doing a, a project for one of our customers, and I was out there for about a month. And um, we're finishing up that plant, and we just happened to walk back through this one area And we saw these brand new hoses that were just installed. So it's reoccurring. There's always adding hoses, you know, in these plants. And, you know, to try to keep up with that can be overwhelming, especially when you got 600 hoses and you don't know the difference between the PTFE and metal lined, you know, and the the end connections or the length of the hose. You know, a lot of that has different factors that need to be understood before you install them.
1: Nathan, where, where does a hose generally fail when it does fail?
2: Uh, so typically the hose will fail. We see a lot of the failures right at the collar, right past the collar where the braid goes into the collar and it's crimped on or welded on. That's typically where it fails first. Um, that's probably the weakest area on a hose. And what happens is if it's not installed correctly, you know, some of these hoses, it's like one inch hoses, they get, they're heavy. And if they're not installed correctly, it puts a lot of weight on that live length. So over time, the uh, the braids on the hose will start breaking. And once those braids start breaking, then it degrades the pressure of your hose. So, and that's typically where we see them leaking at or blowout. So now we've also seen them kinked. You know, if a PTFE hose or metal core hose is kinked and then put back into an application and it's it spikes and it blows out where the, you know, the kink was.
1: (laughs) Once they're kinked, they don't really unkink. You, you kind of
0: have to start fresh, right?
2: You consider that a damaged hose. Yeah. It it will fail.
0: Not, not if, but when. Hmm.
2: Yep.
0: So they, uh, another thing that just kind of came to mind when you mentioned all those issues also is just with PTFE, knowing the, uh, Steve Woolward used to do a great presentation for us on this and for our customers about the uh, carbon black on a PTFE hose. Okay. So, you know, if you're jumping on a piece of equipment that could have a static, dis- static dissipation, is it? I can't say the word right now. Uh, dissipation, is that the word I'm looking for?
1: That's
0: it. That's, That's it. it you know, where you had that one little pinhole prick from static electricity hitting it because it it didn't have that. It's, you know, just one other tiny little thing. I had a customer one time asking me about that. What's the carbon black for? And he read the catalog and saw that option. And when I told him, he was like, oh, I think we need to have a couple of those hoses. So that's just another instance of how a hose can fail. Yeah. The right one's not in there. So,
2: yeah, it's, so it's pretty... Like, that carbon field is pretty neat. Um, So, you know, hydraulic fluid and the, uh, the media that's going through these hoses can travel so quickly that it builds up static, right? And then it wants to ground out through the PTFE, and then it makes this pinhole, and then you have fluid leaking from it. So it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, that's a freebie for everybody watching right now about that. So think about your hydraulic hoses uh, on that side. Make sure they have that. Uh, and guys, while we're doing this, uh, forgot to mention something we were going to mention at the beginning. But if you're watching right now, we're going to be doing a little giveaway uh, coming up. A lot of people have actually seen us wearing these pretty awesome hats from Richardson. We've got the Swedgelock logo on here on the camo mesh netting on the back. We're actually going to give one of those away. So and the way to do this and register for this is I'm dropping a link in our description. Also, I am in the description of this video there's a link to our contact form. Fill that out. Next week we're going to announce a winner on the show. So go ahead if you want to win one of these awesome hats, we're going to send it to you. Just go fill out the comment and we'll get let you know next week. So but back to this show, that a little interruption, so so Nathan, we have a lot of our customers who either say we need help with a hose program, we need we already have a hose program in place, but it's not being followed that well, or they even find out, oh, it's written somewhere, but nobody really knows. So when it comes to a hose program, what what's like the basic, most simplistic form that? you have seen in the field
2: um well if the hose fails and just gets replaced um typically they we see a lot of these plants they just run to failure so they they might have a preventive maintenance program written but it's and it's outdated it's old uh you kind of forget about it you know if you don't have a day-to-day where you should be inspecting these hoses you uh, kind of get a blind eye in the field. And if you see these hoses every day and they're, they're not leaking, you don't think nothing about it until they fail. So um, they, uh, and then the other thing is they'll, if, if a hose fails, they'll just have somebody come out and replace it, right? Or if they have a, um, a preventive maintenance program that calls for testing of the hoses. So what they'll do is annually or a couple of years, they'll have a company come out, pull that hose, pull the hoses in a certain section, pressure test them, and then put them right back into the field. So as long as
1: they meet the pressure test, they're good to go,
2: right? Yeah, and hopefully they put right back in the same application.
1: Yeah, and that's the extent of of what they do. And, and Nathan, I, you know, I've seen in a lot of my facilities too, and maybe you've run across this, you know, a vendor that supplies the hoses will essentially come out and, and do a walk down and just give a give maybe a parts list of like, all right, here's which ones you need to replace. Here's your list. Yeah. And that, I mean, I'm sure they're finding some that do need to be replaced, but that that's not really an all encompassing program. That's
2: Yeah, it's hard to keep up with that, too. If they're not dated or if they're not, you don't know what the install date is or even how long they sat on the shelf before they were installed.
0: I'd I'd be worried too about testing having a cross contamination of fluids through there, the machine. And I know that's you know we don't we don't recertify a hose for that main reason is because of the contamination for uh, it. That being an issue also.
2: Correct.
1: All right, so Nathan, we we just talked a little bit about what we typically see out in the plants for a for a you know hose program or hose maintenance program. What does a Swageline hose advisory program look like? What what do you get out and do? How how do we at Swage Lock Southeast Texas help customers with their hoses?
2: Yeah, so so this program isn't isn't uh, it's kind of like we talked about last time. It's like a menu item, right? So I mean, you can we custom tailor it to fit what you're looking for. Not everybody needs the whole hose advisory program. So, you know, we we can come out there and you walk your site and do a visual inspection of your hoses uh we don't disassemble them we don't pressure you know check them what we do is we physically just look at it do an evaluation make sure it's routed correctly make sure there's no kinks or bends or damages and then uh you know we'll we'll tell you like this hose needs to be replaced or this is in the wrong application um so that's kind of like the basic one right and we have customers that want that you know, annually, once a year, come out and do that. Other ones is they want to do a tagging system. They want to have that piece of uh, that hose going to the exact same piece of equipment that's tagged. that can be tracked. Uh We do a mapping program is what we call it with that. So we'll map it. That hose will be tied to a piece of equipment to align with a custom part number on that hose. And then it goes into, we call a map of spreadsheet. And then that way, if they ever need to replace it, they can look at that spreadsheet. It's got the hose description, what tagging information it needs, and then um, they can just reorder it. So pretty simple. Uh, the other one that kind of goes along with it is you know, we take a picture of this hose and document it also. So every hose in that facility can be have a photo that goes along with it so there is no questions when you're back in the office to go to order it you know was that a three-quarter inch hose I thought it was a one inch hose Um, and then one of the things that we just added recently is GPS tagging so we'll GPS every one of these hoses you know a lot of these hoses are on ground level all the way up to the top of those reactors Um, so it just makes it a lot easier and then uh, that way you can go directly to where that hose is going to be in that plant. A lot of these plants are huge, right? So, and then we can collect all this data in our OIS tablet. So, everything's. That's, that's what I was going to ask you, man.
0: How, how are you gathering? This is a lot of information. How are you gathering all of this together?
2: Yeah, so we, we put all that information in our, it's a custom SwageLock app that we have, and we use an intrinsically safe. Tablet in the field takes pictures. We can document it. We can create a bomb off of it before we even walk out of the plant. So, if you need to add some elbows or you need to add, you know, uh, a longer piece of tubing or sorry, hose or short shorter hose, all that can be fixed while you're at the facility.
1: So, Nathan, how do we determine you know which of our? You, you just covered a lot of things right there. A lot of different options or things we can do. I mean, how, how do we go about determining what will best help any specific customer? Like, what, what have you gone through in the past to, to determine what would be right for, for a customer in that regard?
2: Um, so hold on real quick for that. I forgot also that goes along with that program is we can help write your preventive maintenance program if you don't already have one, or we can refresh it. Um, I just thought about that. Sorry, when you're asking that question. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, there's so much stuff I, that, that can be done yeah. with this.
2: That, and that one's actually a pretty big one because, like I said, a lot of these plants, you know, they might have one that was wrote for the 70s. Well, stuff has changed since then. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, to, to go in and just us review your preventive maintenance program, and you remember we're doing all types of different Applications and and facilities. So we could be, you know, a a chem chem plant, you know, or a refinery, all these different plants. So we have a lot of extra resources and we've learned a lot from dealing with all these different customers to make a pretty good preventive maintenance program. So sorry about that, Logan. What was that that question again?
1: Well, now I want to go back to the preventive maintenance program thing because I. you know, last week we did the top ten, and and we did have a few hose things on there that didn't make the list because we knew we had Nathan on this week. But one of the questions that we get asked, you know, quite a bit is how how long is your hose going to last? You know, how how long does this hose last? And you know, it's it's almost impossible. I mean, it is impossible to give an answer unless you know exactly what's installed. You know exactly where it's going. Mm-hmm. The pressure, temperature, how many times it going to be made or broken. You know, some places like to replace their hoses pretty frequently. Um, you know, is there, anyways, there, there are just a ton of questions, a ton of factors that go into something like that. So coming up with a hose maintenance program or a, a preventative maintenance program and, and helping our customers write that, it's very much tailored to their specific needs and their specific facility because every place is different. And and I think that's an important thing to note.
0: Yeah, and going to kind of add on to what you just said, Logan, was it, when we're in a facility and we're talking to our customers, uh, you know, we could ask them, "Hey, is there any any items that are giving you a little trouble?" You know, and customers would be like, "No, no." Well, what about hoses? No, we don't have any problem with hoses. Then you kind of start digging a little deeper and asking, "Are there any hoses that you replace?" Frequently, oh, yeah, this hose, I've, I've had it with my customers. They say, oh, yeah, this hose, we're changing it every month. And we go and look at it and, and just making a few little recommendations, either like you said before, Nathan, add an elbow. That hose actually looks a little too long. It's rubbing against here. Those one or two little things, and you give them the right hose, give them a little bit of information, and you follow up with them like two months later. Hey, remember that hose? How's it working? Haven't had to change it since. Yeah, that, and I think that's what as SwageLock and what we do, we get down to the the real pain of what's going on. Something that may not be seen as a as a big problem or an issue is actually something that can be improved upon.
2: Yeah. Well, and, it, and to go along with that, um, I have a question for y'all. So, uh-huh. and I ask this all the time. With I always ask our customers this: Have you had any host failures? Do, I mean, what? What's the definition of a hose failure? So, I mean, we kind of know what a hose failure is. We look at a hose failure that's anything that's it's not performing to the way it's supposed to be. So if it's leaking fluid or gas, that's typically a hose failure. Uh, a lot of our customers, they don't consider that a hose failure. They consider a hose failure if something has happened and it shut down a piece of equipment, it cost them a lot of money or somebody got injured. So that goes right back to that preventative maintenance program is coming through there and recognizing these, these hoses that could be felling, you know, soon.
0: Yeah. And, and God, I want to, this hoses, it'll take us in a bunch of different directions. And I kind of want to mention one of the things, you know, we're talking like a facility, like a refiner or a plant, but we're not limited to that. We can also do this at OEMs. And, and let's say you have a piece of equipment that's got a bunch of hoses on there. We can help with that also with the preventative maintenance plan for yeah. that. So when you sell the shelter or piece of equipment that's got hoses, we can have the preventative maintenance plan built in already and delivered along with the customer yeah. for that. Correct, Nathan? We, we've done that before.
2: And we've done that. We worked with one of our OEM sides um, that, that- provide this equipment with these hoses on it and they called the us on on the front side of it and help them understand and then work with them on installing or using the right hose, you know, that'll get the longest life out of this hose. And um which is pretty cool because typically we don't get called in on that that end of it as much. It's usually after something has happened. So the hose blows out and dumps fluid everywhere or a hose blows out, you know, and they're needing to replace it. That's typically when we hear, we get called in. So, do,
1: do you have any stories you can share about that? Like maybe when we got called in on a, you know, reactive situation where where something happened and, and what we were able to come in and do.
2: Yeah. Well, um, one of our, so one of our customers, was having, uh, it was an older facility, and they were having hoses that kept that kept failing. So they had like three hoses that failed, which actually they classify as a failure as somebody got hurt on one of them, and then the other two actually failed and then just dumped, you know, fluid everywhere. Um, so, you know, they, they wanted us to come out and just evaluate the rest of their hoses. And um, so we were going through there and they already had a preventive maintenance program. They just kind of, they, they followed it. But I think that they just were so comfortable with it that if that hose wasn't dumping fluid out, they just walked past it. Right. So Mm -hmm. you you just get, you get, I can't think of the word. You just get so used to seeing the same. Yes. So Anyway, so they, they would call us out afterwards. So we went through and we're looking at these hoses and some of these hoses, you know, the, that have been replaced or haven't been replaced. They are um, some of them were tagged or stamped from like 1995 and uh, the super corroded. And I'm shocked that they even lasted that long. I mean. Not saying that they can't last that long, but being how corroded they were and to be installed back in 1995, I mean, just think about where you were in 1995. Junior high? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not even that for me. (laughs) So, Nathan, we've talked about preventive maintenance programs. Um, We've talked about hose mapping, hose tagging. We've talked about hose hose identification, and you know, on our walkthroughs, um, you know, coming up with with lists, taking pictures of. How, how do we determine? You know, outside of a customer coming to us and asking for something specific, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily know exactly what they need. They just know that they need help with with their hoses. Yeah. How do we, how do we go about determining what's the right thing for that specific customer?
2: Just asking questions. You know, we sit down with the fixed equipment engineer or whoever's over the hoses. And we just ask questions, you know, and then we, if they have a preventative maintenance program, we review it. And then we try to build something that we think is best to fit their, you know, their needs. So like we said earlier, like you might not need your hoses GPS, you know, or, but we, we just custom tailor it. And the cool thing is, is we don't, we don't charge more for that stuff we still charge like a daily rate to come out there. And if we're not GPS tagging and all that other stuff, obviously it doesn't take as long. So we're quicker through the plant. So, Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so one other,
0: one other thing that I just want to ask about, you know, and, and we've kind of touched on this is that it seems like hoses have become more reactive than proactive. Uh, on that side, like you had mentioned, you know, we get calls when all of a sudden a hose fails and we need another hose. Yeah. Do you do you find that majority of customers once we can once we assist them we get on their hose program? And we move it to more of a proactive approach to say we're going to train the guys so that they install the hose right so it doesn't it lasts longer. We're going to make sure that the hose is in the right application. Basically, give a good refresh or a, a tune-up on their hose program. Do you find that our customers are, and even have it to where, hey, in six months, this set of hose are going to be changed. We're going to send you an alert. We're going to let you know these hoses are gonna be ordered and sent to you to be done in this area. Do you find that our customers are finding a more valuable partnership for us on this hose program instead of just calling and saying, yeah. I need, it, do you find it's beneficial to them? Oh yeah. Uh, that.
2: Yeah, they, so we've, we've, well, yeah, well, one of our customers, they just won't leave us alone. They want us out there all the time. So they, they, it's not that they're questioning their ability. It's just, they want to have that extra resource on site, you know, and they're, they're being more proactive than reactive. And, um, you know, if they just, you know, they just called us one day and we're like, Hey, what, what can you help us with on this? This is what we're experiencing. And, and, uh, we ran over there and now we're there once a week, if not every other week. Um, and, um, but the biggest thing is just if they would just call us and we'd come out there and then understand their needs. Um, it's always better to be proactive, right, than reactive. So we kind of treat a hose like, say, your vehicle. You know, there's, there's a manual that comes with your, your vehicle and it tells you when you should change your oil, change your spark plugs, your transmission fluids. You know, that's, that's a preventative maintenance program. And that's why you see some of these cars like Greg Tannery truck that just rolled 400,000 miles on it. Like, come on. So, you know, you can, same thing with hoses. If you're being proactive and and you're taking in all those considerations when you're installing that hose, you could get 400,000 miles out of it. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So just, but reactive is now we're trying to, it's an emergency. We're trying to figure it out. And typically it's a piece of equipment that's shut down and it's costing a lot of money. Yeah. So,
0: and Nathan, you said have a conversation with us, guys. If you're you're watching us right now and in the live chat, just dropped another link for our uh, website and where you can get information on our hose advisory. You can put your information in. We'll contact you. It doesn't cost anything for us to sit down and have a discussion, and that's one of the things that we really gain a lot of benefit uh, with our customers and for us is just having this conversation about. Really anything, but if it's hoses, having this conversation with your technical advisor with Nathan, it can branch out so much to reduce cost, improve safety, reduce you know having to just overall expenses on that side uh, as we talk through this in finance. So check the chat below. We're going to actually have a uh, and if you're listening on the podcast form, which for now we're going to have that in the show notes also. Uh, about where you can go to click on to find out more information about our hose advisory services.
1: Awesome. And Nathan, thanks a lot for, for coming on again today, man. I'm sure we'll, we'll have you on again in a couple of weeks to talk about something else that's, that's new and exciting. So we, we really appreciate you being here and um, hope, hope to have you on again soon.
2: Well, thanks, guys. Uh, we,
1: thanks, Nathan. Yeah. So we, we come across, like we talked about, questions on hoses on... It's literally a daily basis. Okay. Out in the field. And Unfortunately, like Nathan was talking about, it's usually in a reactive situation instead of a proactive situation. Oh, those hoses aren't a big deal, you know, until, until one fails, then it's a really big deal. So um, we're happy to come in and, and, we excel in coming in after there's an issue, you know, we can, we can always help. Um, but, but why not have us in before there's an issue to be a little bit more proactive on the situation and and catch things before they happen. So that that's what Nathan is here for. That is his job. He's our technical service advisor. So um, please use him. Please use us. We'll, we'll drop a link where you can contact him in the uh,
0: in the chat on the different platforms. And uh, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. And as always, everyone, please go ahead and check us out at ssct.swedgelock.com. We've got a lot of the links in our bio on our page. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Just look for Swedgelock Southeast Texas. Brand new. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. So if you don't have time to tune in live for our shows, go ahead and just subscribe to us on the app. Give us a five star rating too, if you get a chance, and share this with your friends. And again, We're going to be giving away one of these great hats next week, so you're going to want to tune in. Go ahead and click the link in our bio to register, and just in the comments type in SSET Talks. We'll let you register, and we'll get one of these out to you if you're lucky enough to win. So, uh, well, I think that's everything for today, Logan. Tune in next week,
2: y'all. We're going to have another great show, and we'll see you all next week. Have a good day.